This is a Chefs Without Restaurants mini-episode on what it means to be a chef with Sarah Howman. This is the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast with your host, Chris Spear. Each week, I'll be speaking with food entrepreneurs and people in the culinary industry. If you're interested in learning more about our organization dedicated to helping people build and grow their food businesses, look us up on the web at chefswithoutrestaurants.com and .org, and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Chefs Without Restaurants. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. I'm your host, Chris Spear. On the show, I have conversations with culinary entrepreneurs and people in the food and beverage industry who took a different route. They're caterers, research chefs, personal chefs, cookbook authors, food truckers, farmers, cottage bakers, and all sorts of culinary renegades. I myself fall into the personal chef category as I started my own personal chef business, Perfect Little Bites, 11 years ago. And while I started working in kitchens in the early 90s, I've literally never worked in a restaurant. What's up, everyone? This is Chris with another one of our What is a Chef mini-episodes. On last week's episode, we had Chef Sarah Howman. She was a contestant on last season's Top Chef Season 18 in Portland. She recently started her own tinned fish company called The Tiny Fish Co. And we had what I thought was a really great conversation. There was so much of our conversation that I even had to cut out. Which is why I pulled the What is a Chef segment, as I often do, so that could kind of be a little standalone piece there. As you might know, it's something I'm talking about a lot this season with people. I just want to get a feel for what everyone thinks a chef is, especially since most of my guests don't work in a traditional restaurant setting. So, you know, again, we've framed so much of what a chef is around people working in restaurants. So this is a quick little episode, a mini episode, if you will where I ask Sarah the question and, you know, we get into what she thinks a chef is. If you want to weigh in on the topic, let me know. You can send me a DM on Instagram at chefs without restaurants, or you can shoot me an email at chefs without restaurants at gmail.com. As always, I hope you enjoy the episode and it will be coming right up after a word from this week's sponsor. Are you looking for top quality kitchen knives for dad this father's day? Well, look no further than Bosteed. With over two decades of experience, Vosteed knives are durable, well-balanced, and comfortable to use. You'll find that these knives have a razor-sharp edge, robust and strong full-tang construction, and perfectly engineered ergonomics. These high-carbon steel blades will definitely get the job done in the kitchen. And right now, you can use discount code VOSTEED15 to get 15% off your order. That's V-O-S-T-E-E-D-1-5. And as always, the links are in the show notes. Over the past 27 years, the world of the personal chef has grown in importance to fulfill the dining needs of consumers. While the pandemic certainly upended the restaurant experience, it provided an avenue for personal chefs to close that dining gap. Central to all of that is the United States Personal Chef Association. Representing nearly a thousand chefs around the U.S. and Canada, and even Italy, USPCA provides a strategic backbone for those chefs that includes liability insurance, training, communications, certification, and more. It's a reassurance to consumers that the chef coming into their home is prepared to offer them an experience along with their meal. One of the big upcoming events for the USPCA is their annual conference scheduled for July 7th through 10th at the Hyatt Regency in Sarasota, Florida. Featuring a host of speakers and classes, the conference allows chefs to hone their skills and network with like-minded business people, 
and is open to all chefs in the industry. For those who supply the industry, it's a chance to reach decision makers and the actual buyers of products. This will be the first time back following the COVID lockdowns and the chefs are anxious to connect. And right now, Chefs Without Restaurants listeners can use promo code CWR50 to save $50 on registration. Please contact Angela at A-P-R-A-T-H-E-R at USPCA.com for information on becoming a member, attending the conference, or exhibiting. And as always, all this info will be in the show notes. And now, on with the show. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great week. Well, one question that I've been asking everyone this season is, what does it mean to you to be a chef? Like, that's a word that's been out there for so long, and I feel like it's evolving. So how would you describe who is a chef and what a chef is? Ah, man. I think uh, for me, you know, again, I don't consider myself a chef because I think personally a chef is a leader of a team. And I don't have a team. <laughs> I kind of have a team. Like I outsource my team. <laughs> but uh, I believe a good chef isn't necessarily the best cook, doesn't necessarily make the best food, but can arrange the best team to then make the best dish. Um, it's more about people and less about food. But in that in that respect, a chef is also a CEO. You know, what's a CEO? You know, it's it's someone who can find the strengths in certain people and arrange those people together to make something mind blowing. That's what I think a chef is. So you don't identify as a chef then? You identify as a, a cook <laughs> and a other, I yes. guess, entrepreneur now. Yes. Right now, I wouldn't say that I'm a chef. I don't think you need to have a restaurant to be a chef uh, by any means. I do think you need to have a team um, and, a, you know, aces in their places, some might say. <laughs> uh, but you got to you gotta put the chess pieces in the right spot. And being a really great chef is being that person who can find those people and put those places in the best spot. You know, you talk to any sous chef, chef de cuisine in the industry, the chef doesn't cook food. The chef never cooks food. (laughs) But the chef finds the people to work together. And the chef finds the chef de cuisine who he's able to push their buttons and inspire them to create. I just think it's a little different. It's a little different (laughs) for sure. Those who can't do teach, right? <laughs> I spent a lot of money to learn how to become a chef because I love cooking to realize that I was no longer cooking. And it's like, yeah, oh, that kind of sucks. Like, that's why I had to start my own business. Like, I was just, I moved up so far that it's like, oh, I'm basically an admin person in a food service department. Like, I'm hiring and firing and doing evals and going to board meetings and like, all this other stuff that I hate, like I'm not an office bee. I am not like a yeah. sit down at a computer for eight hours, 10 hours guy. Like I want to be cooking. And I always had GM saying like, hey, I know you're late on like doing those employee evals. Go get them done. You can't be out here cooking. It's like, I can't. I'd like today cannot be the day. I just can't go sit in the office today. Like I hate it. That's why, you know, for me, I had such a hard time coming up in the industry is because I... I didn't want to be a chef. I didn't want to be a sous chef. I was happy doing the job that I was doing. I was happy making delicious food. And sure, I had a creative spark that I wanted to like 
let out at a certain point, but I didn't want to do the normal chef stuff. I wanted to just cook food. And I think that's why I am very, very grateful that I actually listened to myself and didn't decide to partner with anyone on opening a restaurant as a chef owner, because I think I would be absolutely miserable because I don't like, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to make a product because for me, you know, I have control over that one recipe. Absolutely. But it, it's just, it's, it's different for me. Like I, I just never, if I'm going to do the business side of things, like let's do the business. Side of things. I don't want to trudge in this gray area of like I'm a chef and like kind of come in and like fuck around with food a little bit. I don't want to do that. If I'm a business lady, I'm a business lady. Um, like I said, all or nothing. <laughs> I walk the middle ground, you know, it's like, and being comfortable yeah. with saying like, you know, I still tell people I'm a chef. I mean, I'm a personal chef, right? But like, as things have grown, especially food media, it's like I'm spending as much time, sometimes more on like the podcast and the community and developing courses and consulting. Like some would say like, you don't cook enough to be a chef. And it's like, I would even be okay with that. Like, because yeah. we identify as our career so often, which I think can be problematic. Yeah. And I'm trying to change that a little bit when people say like what do you do it's like in the context of what yeah do you like are you asking what my profession is and it's like we're, <laughs> we're always identifying like you meet a stranger it's like hi i'm so-and-so it's like what do you do it's like the first right. question it's like oh we're gonna jump right into that i don't know like you want me to read my bio like i'll send you a media kit uh, i think that's another obviously like i'm chef sarah i'm gonna be chef sarah for a long time <laughs> but i don't like that and I re it was very reluctant you know it really wasn't until I hired PR people to tell me what to do quite honestly <laughs> um and so I changed my Instagram name and changed my email and did all that stuff because I just don't I don't want to be just defined as a chef and I think that's where having the student loans and everything kind of like it culminated for me and I I know that I'm capable of much more than whatever the chef title mean, means to other people. Like I personally know that being a chef means business and logistics and all these things, but I think people use that term, you know, you know, normal people outside of the industry, they're like, Oh, you're a chef. That's amazing. You know, even when you were a cook and you go like talk to your parents, friends, they're like, Oh, you're a chef. And you're like, no, I'm just a cook. And they don't understand. I, I I don't want to be pigeonholed by that. Imagine the disappointment um, when you tell them you don't work in a restaurant, because that's something that I've dealt yeah. with. It's like people yeah. they get that wide eyed and they're like, Where do you cook? It's like I cook. I'm a caterer. I you know, I cater well, parties. I cook on the like, internet now. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's like I cook at a retirement community. Like I worked in a retirement community for 10 years and it's like we did really cool stuff. We were buying like heritage breed pigs that we were butchering. I was doing sous vide. I built a cocktail program. We were making our own vinegars. But like nobody realized how cool it was. And it's like you couldn't convince them because they wanted to hear that I like worked at some famous place. And I live in Frederick, Maryland, where Brian Voltaggio is here. So everyone's like, have you ever worked at Volt? No. Nope. Do you know Brian? Yes. What's he like? It's like, do you really want to hear what Brian's like? You know, like, but that's what people's expectations were. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm doing something totally different. It is a celebrity thing these days and I don't know, I feel like producing a product and starting a company, 
is very much more me than being the chef of a restaurant. Um, I don't think that's me. And honestly, I don't, I don't get joy out of that. And it might be a little bit different if I own the place as opposed to being the chef who doesn't own the place. I completely acknowledge that. But I think one thing the pandemic taught me was you have to diversify. And if something like this can ravage the industry that I work in, I need to be able to have different skills. And I'm kind of just doing the backwards dance of what chefs usually do. You usually open your own restaurant, whatever, successful. Then you make, you know, your sauce line or your spices or whatever. I'm just going the other way around. (laughs) I've done the same. Like I quit my comfortable corporate job to start my business at a time when it was flipped. Like a lot of people start out younger and then they kind of like retire. They're like, I'm going to go cook at a retirement community until I'm 60. It's like, I did that when I was younger. It's like, no, I want to start my own business. Like I want to close out my years. I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully I still have a lot of good years, but I was just like, (laughs) no, I needed that time to like learn how a business operated, you know? Yeah. Go to chefswithoutrestaurants.org to find our Facebook group, mailing list, and chef database. The community's free to join. You'll get gig opportunities, advice on building and growing your business, and you'll never miss an episode of our podcast. Have a great week.